Hey there, what's up? Welcome to another episode of To Dare is Human, a podcast dedicated to stories of grit, determination, persistence, and sometimes plain hard-nosed stubbornness on the human journey to success. I'm your host, Adam Connor. Today, I'll be showcasing the story of Joshua Rash, a cabinet salesman turned top fitness trainer and coach at the number one Orange Theory Fitness Studio in the world. I've had the pleasure of knowing Josh personally for about the past year and a half, and he has quickly become one of the most motivating people I know. His passion for fitness and mentality towards coaching is electric and comes through brilliantly in the interview you're about to hear. More recently, Josh has started his own brand, Rashawa Fit, a combination of his personal coaching and training to take the guesswork out of reaching your nutrition and fitness goals. I'm so happy to be showcasing his story as the first interview here on Two Dare as Human, and I hope you join me in being inspired by his story. Without further ado, here's Arlington, Virginia's own Joshua Rash. Okay, so I'm here with Josh Rash, uh, who is sitting here in my living room. And uh, how you doing there, Josh? Good to see you. Dude, I'm amped. Good, good, man. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny to be talking to you in this format, at least, because most of the time I'm seeing you at, you know, 7 in the morning or early in the afternoon getting my getting my pump on. Yeah, most of the time you're in gym clothes and uh, <laughs> dripping with sweat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's weird to I'd see like. you in a collar shirt. But. Right. Well, you know, you got to do it sometimes. For the listeners, I have known Josh for roughly a year and a half now, largely through meeting him at the gym, him being a head trainer where I work out. And so from there, I've learned his story. After every class, he talks a little bit about a different piece of either fitness or his life journey that's brought him to this point, which not only includes him being the head trainer of the gym, but also is leading him to launch a new brand, a brand of his own, Rashua Fit, which we'll talk about a little bit. But before we get to that exactly, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing day to day, and then we'll talk about how you got here. And I know that it didn't start in fitness, it started elsewhere, but then you decided to make the change to dare and to step out to build the brand. So why don't you tell me, it's a big question. It's a big question, but yeah, I don't even know. I mean, (laughs) day to day, uh, I would define it as a hustle. But the thing that I consistently do every single day is I get to uh, coach four to six hours a day. So I look at that as inspire people, entertain people, get people to work harder, and excited about fitness at 5 a.m. So that's a, I mean, it's hard enough to get myself up and be amped at that time in the morning. But so daily, yeah, I try to get people motivated, inspired, and amped. And then uh, when I'm not doing that, so that's actually like the hands-on. When I'm not doing that, I'm trying to figure out how to expand my brand and then be able to impact more people and just grow that. So Now, the inception of that brand didn't just start now, though. It started, I'm sure, several years ago when you were, in fact, working in an industry completely different to this and, in fact, a little ways up the road from where we currently are in the D.C. area. Yeah. No, I was in Baltimore. I was in a cabinet industry. Never thought I would be there, which is kind of a crazy story how I got there. But so I commuted three hours a day. And for people who, man, who drive through DC traffic, oof, that is, I would not wish that I would not wish that on anybody. No, not not at all. I don't own a car, but if I did, it's hard enough being in the Uber at 5 p.m. I can't imagine getting up early and uh, having to muck through all that. So how long were you involved with that? First of all, like, what were you doing there and what caused you to think, hey, I need to change. I need to do something a little different. I really care about fitness. That is what I want to do with my life. When did that that start? (laughs) 
man, I can back up just a little bit more than that. I think there's two types of people, and we could define that in so many different ways. But in this case, there's people who know exactly what they want to do. Like you ask them at 10 years old and they tell you what they want to do. I don't know how the heck they figured that out. For me, people would ask me that question. I had to have an answer. So the answer that I ended up always giving people is I wanted to help people. But how do you monetize that? What does that really mean? Right, exactly. So the way I ended up in the industry, in the cabinet industry for several years is I spent a good part of my life in nonprofits, loved it. Man, best thing ever. I made no money. But I was help. I was actually doing what I felt in a sense was true to myself. And I, I could not be happier. So what happened is I met a beautiful girl and then I met her dad and her dad basically told me I didn't have a job because I made no money. And I would always have, I would hustle on the side, bartend on the side so I could do nonprofit work during the day. So uh, I was like, you know what, time to grow up. So I got a real job, quit my passion, quit my dream. Mm. Three years or four years even, but three years at the cabinet industry. Hated it, but I was making money and I actually, I worked hard and I was, I was intending to be there the rest of my life and I did very well. And luckily for me, man, I mean, I'm so blessed. I, uh, I was in, always in fitness since I was 14 years old and on my commute, I was always listening to podcasts, trying to learn more about fitness, nutrition, fitness, and I could talk about that so much, but what happened one day, the owner of the company took me out. It was my birthday. He took me to dinner, kind of tradition, small family company, and I was telling him about a client I had and I was getting really passionate and excited about this client. And he goes, great. He's like, what kind of kitchen do they want to buy? I was like, oh, my bad. This is a side client I have for fitness. (laughs) I wasn't making really any money, but I just wanted to help this person lose weight, man. They needed to lose like 60 pounds. Yeah. Maybe more, maybe 100 pounds. And so I was just like, man, they were, I was just, I just wanted to help them. And I was pumped. So he's like, Josh, if you could make money doing that, wouldn't you do that? I was like, yeah, but you can't in the fitness industry. He's like, why not? He's like, you're in DC. He's like, quit, go to DC, bartend on the side, pursue what you want to do. Wow. And I freaked out for a second. And I was like, you know what? I don't care if I make, well, and this is the number in my head, but I was like, I don't care if I make 40 grand the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm going to go do this. So I was like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. And I committed to this guy. Like we had talked, I was going to be there the rest of my life. Right. Hands down. Like I was going to open a branch in Virginia someday. So uh, I was like, all right, well, hey, this is my two week notice. He's like, awesome. We had dinner. Mm. Two weeks later, I didn't have a job. Wow. Just like that. Just like that. Amazing. (laughs) You were going to be, you were going to be a growth agent for him. And instead he was a change agent for you and turned this totally uh, on its head. And so being in Baltimore and commuting for three hours turned into living a little closer to the metro area, not commuting three hours a day. Oh my gosh. And talk a little bit about like those first couple of steps. You have no job now. You're prepared to, you know, make whatever little you need to make in order to make it a success, but you had to start somewhere. You talk about hustle and grind and I hear it every day, but especially now here on the podcast, what did you have to do in those first couple of weeks and months to build up the mental toughness required to to get on your feet and to stay there? Have you ever read The Alchemist? I have not. Oh my gosh. All right. So it's there's this quote in the book and it basically says, I'm going to butcher it, but it says, when you know what you want most, the whole universe conspires together 
to bring it to you. Something like that. It's not exactly that. Mm-hmm. But when I took the jump, I mean, it's the most terrifying thing in the freaking world, man. You don't have a job. You got bills. Right. I mean, not many people know this, but my girlfriend ended up paying my bills for like a year. Like oh. paid my rent for a year. Gotcha. And we talked about it before. You know, I was like, look, this is what I want to do. And, and she's like, go for it. So she, I mean, that was a big thing right there. You know, I had the person I loved most in my life and a guy I respected who was my boss. Both of them were like, Josh, go, go for it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, freaking terrifying anxiety, stress. But once I made that decision, doors just started opening yeah. like crazy, like things I couldn't even expect. I had a plan. But it didn't go nothing, not even close to the plan I had. What was the plan? Uh, I mean, get into a gym, be a personal trainer. Got it. And keep the side hustle as in keep the personal clients you had, like the people who you were getting no, so passionate the, about? The personal clients I had, I didn't make any money from. Okay. I mean, I couldn't even pay. Could buy Qdoba burritos once in a while. That <laughs> yeah, was, right. That was it. Yeah, got it. Okay. So well, you hit your macros. Yeah, yeah, got <laughs> enough to get macros in. That was it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right, right, right. Well, first of all, Sounds like you got a keeper there, you know, right? Yeah. You know, somebody who's so supportive. I, surely you've been able to, or you had been able to convince her dad at some point that not having a job, well, look, now I don't actually have one and we're going to make it happen anyway. Yeah. So oh, um, what a story that must, uh, what a story that must have been. But at what point did you decide to go from being the personal trainer at the gym, which was, seems like it was your first step yeah. into, okay, now I'm ready to step back out into the personal brand space, do things on my own, create what is now Rashua Fed, depending launch, what caused you to take that, I guess, extra leap outside of the first circle of, of this of this journey? I set some really simple goals for my first year. Pay my rent. That was one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pay my girlfriend back. Yeah. That was one. And so I set these goals. And then one of the goals was to be the best freaking coach I could possibly be. I think a lot of times... <laughs> A lot of times people end up in industries because that's just where they ended up, Mm -hmm. right? I finally, it took me a long time, but I finally decided what I wanted to do with my life. And that is just so powerful. So then every day you wake up real specific. What do I want to do? I want to be the best coach. That's it. That's the first thing I think every single day. And I would just say that to myself. I want to be the best coach. And then I'd say I'm going to be the best coach. So who did you take as inspiration for coaching like who did you look oh, up man. to at the time i know you were listening to podcasts in the car or whatever you were saying but surely there are some big names that you were looking up to at the time there I'm, i don't want to discredit anyone i don't think there was any inspiring coaches mm-hmm. in the finishers now there was some man there's some legit people information wise a lot of people that i followed that gave me the information and the tools but at the time all the people that were inspiring me were like motivational speakers so they weren't fitness coaches per se, but I mean, so people like Tony Robbins, um, sure. you know, he's, he's one, there's a, a bunch of others that come to my mind. So yeah, so I set goals and what happened is I set goals for a year and in six months I passed them all, like crushed them, blew them out of the water, Right. didn't even expect it. Oh, wow. So then I had to reevaluate and because I didn't want to, I was afraid if I didn't set new goals, I was going to get dissatisfied and bored at my job. So I didn't want to do that. So I set like new goals and then the year came up and I hit those again. And so then I just keep, I don't, you just keep setting new goals. And so now it's like, okay, well, let's create a brand. Okay, well, let's impact more people. Okay, let's coach coaches. All right, let's 
it just, I don't know, you keep growing, right. you don't stop. Right. And thus the brand was born. Now, 2017, just having passed, for a lot of people, especially in the world of fitness, it means setting new goals. For you, now that you have a new brand coming into its own, what are the goals that you've, or you know, whenever the last time you reset them were, what are you looking forward to now? So funny, you keep saying brand. I actually, I really don't even think of the brand. I think I had a brand because I needed to push people to something when they're like, you know, how do I find you? So that's, I guess, where the brand came about. But, you know, there's financial goals for the next year. Sure. Because those are always a marker. And then financial goals allow you to do other things, fun things with the brand or with uh, equipment. But so this year, you know, one of my goals I had, because I do a lot of groups, and when you work one-on-one, you have a lot more control over what happens with the person. When you work with a group, it's hard to get all the information to all the individuals. So I was like, you know, how do I, how do I add more value to this group of people? So I did like surveys. All right, what's the thing you guys need most? And so nutrition was a big thing. And then people get injured. So I was like, all right, we got to talk about how to rehabilitate yourself. And so for me, one of the biggest goals is really just to meet the demand that my clients have. How do I make them successful? And for me, you know, this is maybe off topic a little bit, but what drives me, whenever I get away from these two things, I I start to crash and get anxious. The two things I try to develop or go for is happiness and fulfillment. It sounds so funny, but I defined a while ago that for me, fulfillment is really inspiring and helping my clients. If I do that well, I'm the freaking happiest person in the world. Sure. I am so fulfilled, and that's how I can keep hustling. So really, it sounds so silly, but my goals are just to make my clients successful. Yeah, and so you're able to do that outside of even the daily grind, and now even the daily grind has become helping people do that. You know, you see people every day, several hours a day, in the gym, you know, working out, trying to set their goals, trying to meet their goals. I imagine that you are inspiring them just as much as they are inspiring you to continue on this path. So talk to us a little bit about Rashua Fit in general. Now, obviously, I can guess that there is training uh, to be a part of it, but you're the, you're the guy who's in charge of it all, so I want to hear it straight from you. Yeah, I'm still, you know what, honestly, I'm still figuring a lot of that out. You know, even though Fit is at the name of Rashua, Rashua Fit, which that's a weird thing. Basically, I play on my last name and first name. I almost regret making that name because it's so hard to... I'm like, Rashua Fit. People are like, what the heck is that? Right. But, uh, at the time, I thought it was clever. But I tell... Like, when I talk to people one-on-one, I'm like, you know, I'm really not even most passionate about fitness. Fitness just became a an avenue to inspire people and really help them take the next step and next level. And so I think... Rational Fit is going to have training. It's going to have nutrition. It's going to have content to help people figure out how to. A lot of people don't even know how to train for what they want. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even know what they want. Let's be real, right? You know, they think they know, but most people don't really know what they want when it comes to their physique or their training or don't know how to train to get to the goals they want. And it's it's not rocket science, but you can specialize. You know, like anything, you can. You can, you can specialize a ton. But what holds most people back is not knowing what to do, in my opinion, from working with now thousands and thousands of people. What holds people back is building the habit, staying motivated, staying consistent. It's really just like anything else. So I find myself being drawn more to uh, coaching 
mindset stuff. People think that if they get the physique they want, they'll be happy. That's not necessarily true. You know, I've never had a client say, look, I made it. I have perfect abs, now I'm happy. Never, never, ever, ever has happened. Nobody's ever satisfied with their body. You know, I've had clients lose 100 pounds and freaking be mad. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Right. Look in the mirror right now. So it's the mental game. It's, um, it's helping people define what fulfillment and happiness is. It's helping people figure out how to build habits. Mm. It's helping people figure out how to enjoy the journey. It's helping people to figure out how to be okay with themselves. Those are the things that I'm most excited about right now. So that is really a lot of the Rash with Fit brand is going that way because that seems to be what is most needed with my clients now. Gotcha. A synthesis, as it were, not only within physical fitness, but perhaps mental and personal fitness as well, just beyond the perfect abs that you might get after dropping 100 pounds. Every morning when I'm in the gym, you always have something insightful to say, uh, you know, after our 50, 55 minute workouts together. Uh, give me an example of that. What were you talking about this morning? What was a tidbit that you were leaving the folks in your class that those who are listening to us now might leave with at the end of this? Something that they could take away to, you know, starting tomorrow, starting now, start themselves on a similar path towards overall fitness. So honestly, I mean, this is it. This is, this is really what gets me excited. So I, every day I have something it can be nutrition or fitness based, but a lot of times it's mindset. And so this week, uh, we talked about responsibility and I made the argument that as kindly as possible that you're a hundred percent responsible for every area of your life. I did like a little leadership talk with a group of leaders last week. And so we were talking to them about responsibility. I said, imagine if you took responsibility for your health and fitness, for your career, for your romance, more importantly, for your happiness and your fulfillment. Because I said most often, I see most often is people take responsibility for their happiness and they give that to a significant other. They give that to their career. They give that to circumstances and life happens. And if you give that responsibility away to other people, man, it's going to go all over the place. So I asked two questions. One, is there anything in your life you're not taking responsibility for? And these are questions that haunt me, that I ask myself all the time. Gotcha. And the second question, if you're not sure, what do you complain most often about? Because as soon as you start complaining or feel sorry for yourself, which most people don't realize they feel sorry for yourself. And this is, man, I struggled with this for years and years and years and years. I could tell stories about that. But as soon as you start feeling sorry for yourself and you start complaining about something, you take your responsibility and you give it away. And then you're no longer, you cannot control, you cannot fight, you cannot move forward in that area. So that was today's. And then I usually pick something for a week and I build on it. So then I talked about today was like, you know, what are, what's a, a way to be happy? And I steal all this stuff from other people, man. <laughs> so I was like, simplest thing, you know, we hear a lot in our culture about gratitude and thankfulness. And so one of the things I try to do is like, just as a practical application. If you're gonna take responsibility for your happiness, a lot of happiness is happy thoughts. How do you create happy thoughts? Be thankful. So I had, you know, I'm a fitness coach. I had an apple fritter. If you don't know what that is, it's like a donut with like, I don't know, it's the most legit donut ever. And I took a bite of that and I was by myself in my car and I was like, out loud, I was like, man, I'm so thankful for this apple fritter right now. But you could do that with anything, right? Sure. Your, your head hits your pillow at night. It's soft every time. Right. So thankful for that pillow. Right? Because, and here's the principle. What you treat as gold is gold. If in my relationship, we, we celebrate our five-year anniversary, 
I could get so dissatisfied with her, complain about her, blame her for stuff. And guess what? It would sabotage a relationship. And we would not last another five years. No, sir. But if instead, if I can think of everything I'm thankful for, it's treating her like gold. It's going to make her gold to me. And guess what? My happiness is going to be greater. Now, we, there's so much more to happiness. Because you just gained a lot of fans, right? But that's, that such lot, a lot. Small, <laughs> that's such a small, a small little thing. And it's a habit, right? Yeah. Every day. Every day. Make a, a tiniest little ritual of just, if you pick five, ten things. You know, when I work with clients... I always make them do this. It's like one of the first things we do, habit. Pick 10 things thankful for every day. And I text them. Text them. Do that. Text me when you're done. Because it changes it, it changes your state, as Tony Robbins would say. Mm. You know, how do you get in a better state? So anyway, there's a little there's one of the many things we talk about in class. <laughs> yeah. See, guys, this is what I get to hear every day, right? If you were part of Josh's class, if you were living in the area that I live, you get to experience this. I have two more questions uh, for you, Josh. The first uh, surrounds people who may be listening to this, may be contemplating a change like this in their life, whether it's a change completely in their industry or a change to become more fit. In terms of the moment that you had, it was you know a combination of an internal force and an external force which led to the change. A lot of people are blessed with that. Some people aren't. Now that you've had a couple of years into this evolution, why don't you leave a tip with us about how to start to just get into the mindset of making a change? How do you get over the fear of uh, potential future loss or uh, a lack of uh, a lack of potential opportunity? Well, I didn't say this, but you know, when I was at that company, I was trying to start my own thing on the side. So I was doing my hustle at work, and I was committed to that, but. I was already in my mind, I kind of started to define what I want. So a couple questions uh, that you want to ask, and I do this with myself still almost daily. I'm not, I have a journal, and I, I just write these questions out to myself. I answer them all the time, all the time. So one of them is, what do you want? But the second one is kind of more important. It's why. Why do you want it? You know, people are like, oh, I want a million dollars. No, really. Okay, why do you want that? Explain that to me. The why is what is really the fuel to help make a change. You know, people say, I want to get fit. But do you really? Why do you want to get fit? What does that mean to you? So figuring out the why as a coach, we have to know that because people in January, everyone signs up, but then everyone's going to leave. And if I can help them figure out the why they're there, it helps them stay committed. So that's super important little self-discovery, ask yourself, why do you want this? And I do that for everything. My relationship, my finances, my nutrition, my fitness, my career, my, you know, every area of my life. What do I want? Why do I want it? Most people don't know those things. And I write them, I'm not kidding, daily, man, just every day, just so I know what I'm doing with my life every day. And then when it comes to fear, you know, I, I still wrestle with fear of failure because even though, you know, I've hit a, what I consider to be success in the fitness industry is my goals. I've tripled that, maybe quadrupled that hmm. in less than two years. Didn't expect it, but but you keep setting new goals. And guess what? I get terrified of those. So first off, fear doesn't, it doesn't go away. It's not going to go away. But I think figuring out the why helps you make the decision in spite of the fear. So I'm still terrified. Yeah, well, I don't think the fear ever really goes away. No, it doesn't go away. more of just, you know, what is your mechanism or how do you build the mental toughness? You talk about mental toughness all the time. Well, I look at fear as a good thing, actually. So for me, if if I'm not struggling with a little anxiety 
every three to six months, I'm doing something wrong because you have to keep growing. Like part of happiness is growing. So for me, once I hit a set of goals, I rest or chill, right? So like once you master something, think about every time you get a new job, right? Super stressful. You're like, how do people do this? Three months later, you're like on Facebook and like side note doing your job, right? It's easy. <laughs> so you, you have to find that little challenge to get you out of comfort zone. And that's kind of fear and anxiety, but that's kind of good. So for me, I do a lot of public speaking. I do a lot of coaching. I'm always taking on new challenges. And so now I'm like, all right, fear and anxiety. This is good. This is okay. In fact, I expect it. And if I go too many months without it, I actually think something's wrong with me. So it's actually, look at it just as a good thing. You're going to feel it, but it's because you haven't done it before. Mm. So maybe that's part of the little mental toughness right gotcha. there for you. Wow, that's great. Um, well, at least for people living here in the D.C. metro area, the last question I wanted to ask you is, you know, if people wanted to learn more from you, how would they get in touch with you? How would they keep up with you on social media or otherwise? Rashua Fit, you can, you can find that on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram. Uh, website. Um, all those things are not super active as I could be, believe it or not. I, um, you know, at this age of social media and I should get better at that, but I have so many clients hands on. That's where most of my time is. Mm -hmm. So rashofit.com, uh, which you got to put that in the notes because that's hard to spell. Yeah, yeah right. There was a W in there sneaking in there but somewhere. The plan is to do, um, is to start vlogging. I think they call it video logging. Okay. Right. Um, and really, all this stuff I talk about, all the fitness tips and everything, doing that once a week, that will probably be the best way. That's going to be the most active. That's kind of my new venture. Way more challenging than I could have ever imagined. Mm. Or else come take a class. I mean, those are the, those are the yeah, two. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Orange Theory Fitness in Boston, one of the top Orange Theories actually in the country. Uh, actually, the number one in oh, the country. Oh. Yeah, we got number one this year out of all the, all the world, actually. And in no small part, thanks here to uh, Josh Rash. Josh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, it was a blast. Thanks, man. As mentioned in the interview, you can find Josh on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Rashua Fit. That's R-A-S-C-H-U-W-A-F-I-T. Told you that spelling was a doozy. And also through his website by the same name, RashuaFit.com. I'll leave all his details in the show notes if you'd like to connect personally with him. Josh, once again, thanks for coming on, man. To hear more inspiring stories of daring individuals like Josh, keep following To Dare as Human by subscribing to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave a rating and review if you like what you hear and want to hear more. Likewise, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at To Dare is Human. And if you'd like to connect with me more directly, you can do so at ToDareIsHuman at gmail.com. That's all for this episode of the show. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Adam Connor. Have a good one. Keep daring. And I'll see you later.